What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 12 edition of The Cut. Sean Christian and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. It's Thursday night. We're waiting here on the Texans and the Colts. Randy, how are you feeling? Doing pretty good. Hopefully, we have a pretty good game tonight, and i got to try and write a paper while I'm at work. So, it'll be great. Are you writing it on your phone? Yeah, basically. So, I'm going to Cleveland tomorrow for a comedy show, and... I don't know if I'm staying or coming back Saturday and I have like an eight page paper due Sunday that I haven't started. So, you know, I, I'm going to try and multitask tonight. Who is, who's the, who's the act? Uh, it's uh Burt Kreischer. Comedy. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Same. All right, Christian, what about you? I actually also have an eight page paper due Sunday mm-hmm. that I haven't started, Children. but I at least laid out what I'm going to write about, so I, I've got a head start on Randy. No, I had to write a three-page proposal for this eight-page paper, so I already kind of have it started. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm doing well. Uh, I have three out of my four teams are projected to win. Uh, that's because Sean hasn't set his lineup yet, uh, and I don't know that Randy has either. But uh, No. That's well, very true. Well, I, I think I'll still win. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not happy about what my lineup's going to end up looking like in Dynasty this week. But if I can get Ty back, I'm waiting for the inactive list to pop out. So if he's active today, that'd be a huge help for me. Same. Yeah. All right. So as always, if you'd like to support the pod, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us, like us, and share at the Cut FFL on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out our newly designed website, www.officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We have our consensus week 12 rankings published in there. So go ahead and check that out. And obviously subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, What we're going to go through today, we're going to go through our week 12 preview. We'll preview the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, Sunday night, and Monday night games this week. Uh, We'll give you our starts and sits for week 12. And we're going to admit our flaws. Uh, that's, we want to be open and honest with you guys here on the cut. And we're going to talk about some guys that we were wrong about going into the year that we, uh, our expectations were not accurate and no, we, I don't think any of us talk about Derrick Henry Christian. So suck it. Yeah. Well, you should no matter how much you try to push it. Yep. <laughs> Seeing that when you typed it, it was Derrick Henry for both Randy and me to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just giving you an idea of what you could put. Go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into week 12. Uh, Let's take the one o'clock games. We will start with our Dolphins at the Browns, which I will be attending. Lions at the Redskins, Raiders at the Jets, Giants at the Bears, Panthers at the Saints, Seahawks at the Eagles, Buccaneers at the Falcons, Broncos at the Bills, and Steelers at the Bengals. So we have nine one o'clock games, a pretty full slate. Uh, the game I want to start with is the, as bad as it sounds, the Lions and the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins are a three and a half point home underdog, 41 and a half point over under. The reason I want to talk about this game is can Jeff Driscoll maintain his top 12 performance in a tasty matchup against Washington? Randy. 
Um, I assume so, just because they really can't run the ball all that well yet, and they're just going to need Driscoll to kind of run and throw. And because he is going to probably get at least four yards rushing, he's going to be right on that border. Yeah. Do you feel good about Galladay and Jones? Kind of. I mean, the Redskins secondary isn't great, uh, but their rush defense is you know better than awful, I guess. So I would assume they're going to have to throw to really move the ball. And they, I assume they go back to – they try and force it to Galladay this week after last week. But I don't really know what to tell from this offense yet after just the two-week sample. Uh, yeah, and I mean, of speaking of the running game, I mean, I personally don't believe that Bo Scarborough is a good running back in the NFL. I mean, he's on his second or third team already. He was just picked up off the practice squad last week by the Lions. I understand he scored a touchdown, but I mean, the dude only had 55 yards. So it's going to be another game, whether it's Stafford. It's not going to be Stafford, but they've done it a lot this year. Is Detroit has to throw to win football games. It's going to be that again. The Redskins are middle of the pack against wide receivers for fantasy purposes, but on the road, the Lions defense isn't great. Um, so I, I think they're going to have to put up some points to win. And I think Galladay and Jones are going to be the beneficiaries more than Ty Johnson or JD McKissick or Bo, Bo Scarborough. Personally, I don't want to start any of those guys. I don't know about you two, but I'm staying away from that whole Lions backfield. For the Redskins, yeah. the now, the Detroit defense is the 31st run defense against opposing running backs in the league. Darius Geis did come back last week, caught a touchdown pass on a screen, didn't do much on the ground, but really neither did Peterson. Can you start either of those guys in this game, given the matchup the other way? Christian, like, are you okay with Peterson or Geis? Do you have a preference, or do you just want to stay away? I think I'd roll with Geis before Peterson. But I can see why some people would want to start Peterson. It, it is a, a pretty juicy matchup for them. I think they're going to be running Geis out there um, and, and expecting him to get involved in the passing game a little bit. The Redskins do like slowing the game down, so you have to figure that touches are going to be limited for everyone in this game. But if I'm picking a Redskin, um, other than maybe Terry McLaurin, I would only start Darius Geis. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen a healthy Geis and Peterson together yet, especially under Bill Callahan. But Peterson hasn't practiced yet this week, even though Bill Callahan still thinks he's going to play. I don't know. It scares me. There, I, I do see a scenario where the Redskins get down early and Dwayne Haskins is going to have to throw, which takes Peterson completely out of the game. And, I mean, Geis is a decent pass catcher, but um, are you guys both taking the lines to cover? Yeah. Um, I yeah. It's three and a half. I mean, yeah. I well, I'm surprised it's that that small. I mean, they've they've got to cover. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'll make it unanimous. I, I I think this game could be like a touchdown difference, but I I still think that the that the lines cover. Moving on here, uh, Panthers and the Saints. The Saints are a nine and a half point home favorite. Uh, over under is forty seven. You guys aren't touching Kyle Allen with the ten foot pole anymore this year, are you? No. Uh, I wouldn't say. I mean, he's still a streamable guy, just definitely not this week. Um, 
I, I'll be honest and tell you that I haven't looked forward to any of his other matchups, but uh, this one, yeah, I'm not touching him at all. Yeah, hard pass on that for me. Uh, obviously, you're starting McCaffrey. You probably can start DJ Moore with confidence. I mean, Moore's been racking up targets the last couple of weeks with Kyle Allen. Even though it's possible that he does get Marshawn Lattimore, I haven't looked at the uh, injury reports for the Saints, but it didn't seem like Lattimore was going to be out multiple weeks. I I I just don't I don't see the Curtis Samuel breakout game coming in this one, and if you have Greg Olson, chances are you probably have to start him. He could still finish as a top six, top seven tight end. Um, for tight ends, taking a look here, we have him ranked as the outside of the top five. I didn't realize in our article yes. we only posted top five. Which yeah, it's, I didn't want to. It's fair uh, continue. because continue. Yeah, tight ends are gross, but Greg Olson was number six. Okay. So. But yeah, I mean, you're probably starting Olson. And then on the other side, Thomas, Kamara, Breeze, yes. Do you, are either of you guys wanting to start uh, Latavius Murray? No. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think if I am starting another Saint, it'd be Jared Cook. I think he's our fifth tight end um, on the consensus rankings. And, I don't love him this week, but with the tight end landscape and the bye weeks, I think you can start him and not be incredibly disappointed. I don't know. It's gross. Yeah, I I, yeah, I, uh, I hate Jared Cook. Um, the only reason I would maybe look at Latavius Murray as a possible flex play is you look at the last four weeks for the Carolina defense. Uh, opposing running backs finished second, fifth, fourth and 16th. So the Panthers run defense has been nothing to write home about. And I think Kamara and Murray could both get some action in this one. So I, I would be okay starting Murray as a flex play, but I don't think I would go any further. Um, See, like I think he's going to get some work, but I think if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're going to be super disappointed. And I'm, I mean, there's definitely better plays out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. Um, are the Saints going to cover? This is a big line, man. I actually will say no. I know a lot of people think it'll get ugly, but mm. I, I don't think they cover that. I'm going to say no, just because I don't expect Kyle Allen to be that bad again. But, you know, he could. <laughs> De- definitely could. I, I'm going to say they do, just because I, I don't see the Saints not putting up points at home for the like the second straight home game. I mean, they were basically shut out against Atlanta at home two weeks ago. So I, I think that they're going to come out angry, and I, I, I think they cover. I just, just based on the fact that I think the Saints score a ton of points. Um, Seahawks and the Eagles. The Eagles are a one and a half point home favorite, over under a forty eight and a half. Um, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. That's a an intriguing quarterback matchup from a talent perspective. Obviously, if you have Wilson, you're starting him. But Wentz, where are you guys on him this week? At home, pretty big over-under, even though he has nobody to throw to. Not being he's, got, he's got two really good tight ends to throw to, and he's got a running back in Miles Sanders that can catch the ball. Um, I wouldn't say he's a quarterback one this week. Um, a high end QB two though. I I'm starting him. Unfortunately, 
Randy, what about you? I agree. Uh, I think I, I think I ranked him about fourteen or fifteen. It's just because he doesn't have the targets. It's a decent matchup in a game where I expect the Seahawks to be able to score. So I'm not really that worried that he won't be throwing the ball a ton. So I think he could have a pretty good week, but only because he doesn't have targets. I'm just dropping down expectations. If Alshon Jeffrey is active, are you guys playing him? No. Maybe as a flyer flex when I don't have anyone else, but uh-uh. Okay. Uh, DK Metcalf, good matchup. Even though the Eagles secondary has started to get a little bit healthier, um, does Metcalf finish as a wide receiver too? So do you guys do either of you guys think he finishes top 24? Um, I think that he has a shot. I do think that this game is going to be uh, – I think they're going to hit the line um, in terms of points, and I think they could exceed that line. I think the Seahawks have a dynamic offense, and uh, J- Josh Gordon doesn't really pose the threat that you may have expected. Maybe coming well, out of the bye. We don't really know that yet, though. I, I agree, I but I think we saw that Josh Gordon isn't going to take away from DK. He's just going to enhance the offense. I know some people are still skeptical about that. I know it's only been one game, um, but Josh Gordon really hadn't done anything impressive the entire season outside of his monster touchdown run um, or touchdown catch and run, I guess. Uh, hey, he's just not, re- he just hasn't been that good recently. Like in the Josh last, Gordon in the last like year yeah. and a half. And, and that's the thing. Like I think DK in this matchup, the Eagles aren't great against wide receivers. Uh, I do like DK. I, I'd play him if I had him. I, I he probably does finish as a wide receiver too, in in my opinion. Uh, are you are either of you guys okay with streaming Jacob Hollister? Yeah, yeah. That that's all gross to even say. <laughs> he's been getting targets, man. Yeah, he he's a good red zone target for sure. And you need that in your tight ends at that level. You know, neither of you guys gave me a yes or no on that. I said yeah. I didn't hear it. Well, it's your fault. <laughs> um, who are you guys taking? This is basically a pick 'em. Uh, Seahawks. I'm gonna take the Eagles. Seahawks. Oh, okay. All right, let's move on here to the Raiders and the Jets. The Jets are a two and a half point home underdog, forty six and a half point over under. This isn't a game that I figured we would be talking about. If if you would have told me a couple weeks ago that we'd be talking about Raiders and the Jets, I'd slap you. Um. This is kind of surprising that this is only a two and a half point line. I, I know the Raiders are going across the country and playing earlier than they normally do, but still, I mean, the Raiders are, the Raiders have been playing well. Um, who finishes as a higher quarterback this week, Derek Carr or Sam Darnold? Derek Carr. I barely. I say Sam Darnold because I expect the Raiders to win slash be up. So. But it's it's a pick. I'm I'm pretty sure I ranked them almost back to back. It's no. I mean, they both have bad defenses they're going against, and both have all of their targets basically back. So I'm gonna slightly lean Car's way just because that Jets defense is just so bad. Yeah, but <clears throat> their their run defense isn't great either. So it could be uh, more of Josh Jacobs yeah. than we expect, and that could push Darnold over the top, but. 
I, I'd still roll with Carr yeah, as have, well. I have, for the record, I have Carr as QB 11, Darnold as QB 15. So um, I, I go Carr by a couple. Um, for the receivers, for the Jets, I know Robbie Anderson scored last week. I don't see any way you can trust him. If you're going to play a Jets wide receiver, it has to be Jameson Crowder. Yep. Crowder and Griffin. Yeah. Oh, man. Who would have thought Ryan Griffin's name would be relevant 12 weeks into the fantasy season? Six years into his career. Yeah. No one. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Chris Herndon. <laughs> next year, man. There's always next year. We know that. We're Browns fans. Uh, I think, and I think, I think this could be a good week for Bell too. It could. Yeah, I have him I, as RB eight. I have him at seven. I, I think he's gonna. I, I think actually the reason I have him ranked so high is because the Raiders' pass rush is legit. The Jets' offensive line is crap, and get out. Gonna, he's gonna have to get it out quick or run. Right, yeah. so I think Lev could have ten catches this and week. And Bell's looked a little bit better the last couple of weeks too. I he he's yeah. over he's over the injury he was dealing with. It seems like, and I, I, it it does it it seems like he's moving a little bit better. Yeah, I know I have him <clears throat> ranked the lowest out of us this week, and it's mainly just because I think he probably has a ceiling of seventy five rushing yards this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I understand that he could easily catch ten or eleven passes. So breaking news here, Will Fuller is active tonight. I have yet to see anything on Hilton though. Um I I, I don't have any interest in uh I don't have any interest in Will Fuller. Uh that's like especially with him, like he could just as easily injure that again. Uh and Randy TY is active. Him and Eric Ebron. So I will be putting TY into my starting lineup. Glad he's back. Um, Are you sure you want to, dude? Yeah, I'm not going to give you advice. That's against basically him, yes, because who else would I put there? Uh, Michael Hardman on a buy. Yeah, <laughs> you sure you want to play him against me for a uh, spot in the playoffs? Uh... You, you you sure you want to put a uh, top twenty receiver in the in? in yeah, the he's not going to be. I I do not have faith that Ty is going to have. A I'm good just saying when he's healthy, I will top twenty receiver. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. I don't think you can roll out. So I I yeah. don't think I can say. Plus, no Paris, no Paris Campbell, no Marlon Mack. Yeah. I think Hines gets the biggest bump. Anyway. Um, whatever. Raider, uh, Ra- are you guys taking the Raiders to cover? I, or... I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you're, oblig- you're personally obligated. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. They're the better so. team. Yeah. So. I'll tell you what. Raiders win, but I think the Jets cover. How about that? Yeah. I mean, it's Definitely. not like the Raiders dominated. I mean, they kind of did, but they didn't blow out Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that they're going to blow out the Jets this week. Yeah. All right. Um, last game we'll talk about is the Miami Dolphins on the road in Cleveland against the Browns. Browns are a 10.5-point favorite, 44.5-point over-under. We've told our listeners for weeks, hang, hold on to Baker Mayfield. I, I think this is truly the first game that you are going to reap the rewards. I, I the weather's supposed to be okay, forty-five degrees, partly cloudy, so it's not going to be a huge factor. There's not going to be a lot of snow or rain, and I mean the Dolphins' secondary is something that you can just pick apart. Yeah, I mean, I think your statement is true because no one wanted to start Baker against the Steelers, but 
uh, last week was the first week that you're you're being rewarded yeah, for right. Baker. That that that's more of what I meant. You're right. Is that this is the first week you probably feel confident starting Mayfield because I don't think anybody was starting Mayfield on Thursday night with confidence, but um, and and he's played a lot better uh, since really yeah. the Seahawks game. He played well against the Bills. Played well against the Steelers. Um, uh, you can go back to the Patriots mm-hmm. right out of the box. He's he hasn't had a bad game out of, since their bye mm-hmm. in Week Nine. So I definitely, I, I mean, I have him as QB seven. Christian, I know you have him higher. I think Randy has him right around there too. Uh, consensus wise, it looks like we have him as the number five quarterback on the week. So obviously, we're we're all we would all be starting him with confidence. To kind of tackle onto that, are we expecting this to be Beckham's breakout game? Yes. I hope so, but it could. But Landry's been a proven favorite of Baker's this year, and yep. for I mean, Landry scored a touchdown in three straight weeks. Yeah, I mean, we have we have Beckham ranked as wide receiver four. So if if this isn't the week, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, my only worry is that the Browns are able to have two if running backs in the top fifteen. If they, if they get up, if they get up big, they are going to pound the ball too. That, yeah. That's that's the problem. Um, they're going to learn, kind of learn from that Seahawks game and not want to keep throwing. Uh, for the Dolphins, Devontae Parker has been a surprising, pr- surprisingly productive fantasy start the last couple of weeks, but he is going to get Denzel Ward. And I think, I think personally, Denzel Ward has been playing outstanding the last couple of weeks. Um, so I don't feel great about Parker. I don't want to start Alan Hearns. Uh, I don't want to start Albert Wilson. I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't feel good about really any Dolphin. I mean, I get it. The Browns are without Miles Garrett, but they're going. That defense is going to come out pissed off. They are going to want to kind of impose their will, show that they can be a good team without Miles Garrett. I, I don't feel safe starting any Miami Dolphin. I disagree about Parker. I mean, he was I. He was pretty. He was top ten receiver last week, right? I think he was. Like, uh, I think he was. He like was right 10. around there. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Well, either he, was way, right around there. he did that against Tre'Davious White, who I obviously same breath as Denzel Ward. So I'm not going to say he can't do the same thing. I I agree in one sense. In another sense, I kind of agree with Sean in that I think the Browns are going to try to come out and just annihilate mm-hmm. the Dolphins. And I think that they're going to be locked in, especially their defense. Um, and in that nature, I think I'd be okay starting Gasicki this week. Huh. I had him in my top five tight ends this week because I think that if the Browns are going to give anything up, it's going to be to him, not on the outside. And shit, the Dolphins running backs aren't going to do anything no matter how hard they try. So I think Gasicki is the only play for the Dolphins that I would have. Fair. Uh, yeah, I just think the Browns are going to be up, just like you said. And here's, in that here's case, my I got to play Parker. Here's my only yeah, worry: Parker. is Ryan Fitzpatrick is due for one of those blow up four to five interception games. Yeah, I can see it here. I mean, the Browns had four picks last week. I can see that coming against and against Cleveland, and that's not just me being a Browns fan. Um, do you and Christian? I see my, you put a note in about playing in Joku. I don't think he's going to play this week. And even if he does, I don't want to start him. I'd want to hold a week. For the love of God, save him for that Cardinals matchup in a couple of weeks. 
Seriously though. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to. I'd stay away from that. You could stash him on your bench, but I'm okay with waiting a couple of weeks. Do you guys think the Browns cover? Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I probably do too. I mean, let's hope so. But I, I think. <laughs> All right, so that'll uh, we'll move on to the four o'clocks for the fantasy perspective. But let me go down the list for the games we didn't talk about, and just to get your guys's lines or the lines here. Uh, Bucks Falcons Falcons are favored by four and a half at home over under 51. Uh, who are you guys taking? Falcons. I'm going to go Bucks. I think, I'm, I think the Bucks, I actually, I think the Buccaneers win this game. I'm going to go Bucks. Yeah. I, are you saying they cover? Or do you think they win? I think they I win. Think the Fal- I'm not, I, yeah, yeah, I do too. I think the Falcons win. Yeah, I mean that would explain you. That would explain you taking well, the Falcons plus, minus four. Well, I, I meant like no. the Bucks don't. You knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah, so. I get it. I got you. <laughs> All right, uh, Denver on the road at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo favored by four thirty-seven. Only a thirty-seven point over under. Gross. Who cares? Just Bills. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go with the Bills too. I I, I think the. Uh, the Allen magic kind of stops. And then the Bengals, a home six and a half point underdog uh, against the Steelers, 39 point over under. I'll tell you what. Oh, I don't know. I want to say the Bengals cover just because of how bad the Steelers offense is. And they're not going to have Smith Schuster or James Conner, maybe not Deontay Johnson, but the Bengals offense is that much worse. I'm going to, I'm going to say the Bengals still cover. I think the Bengals win. I'm wow. I'm going the upset too. Wow, you guys are you guys both think the Bengals win with Pouncey I, out too? There's just too many injuries yeah. on this team slash suspensions. I'm just yeah. gonna and Rudolph sucks. That, that that is very true. No, he doesn't. Screw that guy. For all you dynasty, listen, we're not buying him. You're not trading him to us. So right, Christian, to be honest, after last week, you really don't have a leg to stand on anymore with that. No, I know. I, I know that was your argument before, which it was a fair argument, but yeah, no chance. I'll package him with Big Ben to anyone who wants <laughs> any of you, any of our listeners. Just let me know. I will give you Dion Kane. It's not even on team. Exactly. All right. There's only two four o'clock games here. Uh, first one is Jacksonville on the road in Tennessee. Tennessee is a three-point favorite, 41.5 point over-under. This is interesting in the aspect of both quarterbacks. Uh, Nick Foles played decent in his return from an injury last week in Indianapolis. Brian Tannehill's playing well. Um, the Jaguars were able to somewhat shut down Henry the first matchup. I, I, at home, I don't know if I see that happening again. Um, and then Fournette wasn't really... Fournette was kind of a disappointment last week. I think they're going to want to use him a lot more. Uh, are you guys safe with starting both of these running backs as RB1s? Fournette, yes. <laughs> I like, I Henry, yes, too. Yes, I think they're both RB1s. I think I think Henry's right on... I think Henry's right on the edge. Um, I, 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 I can but, definitely see a scenario where he finishes RB1, but... Man, this the last time they played each other, both these guys got saves in the fourth quarter for their scoring points. Yeah. And that was but and that was kind of the first week Fournette started in the passing game. So I, I do think Fournette can still carry the RB one no matter what here. But I, I'm just this not. Is Henry's this is gonna be Henry's uh introduction into the passing game. This is gonna be Henry's sixty point game. 
or sixty yard game. No, sixty points. Sixty yards. Yeah, sixty <laughs> points. Good job, Randy. <laughs> um, other than DJ Chark, who you're probably starting every week the rest of the year, you're I mean, Corey Davis, AJ Brown, to a lesser extent, Adam Humphreys, and then DD Westbrook, Chris Conley. Are you guys trusting any of those guys? Not really. I think you're gonna have to trust someone on Tennessee because someone's gonna do something, but I just I'm someone not gonna play somewhere anyone. will do something in some capacity. That's kind of how this offense works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I think I would probably trust AJ Brown and DD Westbrook is just I'll flex them if I have to. Yeah, DD's probably a flex play. I'm not starting Humphreys, I'm not starting Conley. Maybe Corey Davis. Um because it, it, he, he's such a weird specimen that he'll have one crazy game and you'll put all your trust in him and then he'll just let you down. Uh, I don't know. There's not really much more to talk about with this one. Uh, who are you guys taking? Um, go I, think, I, I think I'm going Jags, actually. To cover or to win? To win. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the other game that Randy will be watching, the Dallas Cowboys on the road at the New England Patriots. Patriots are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite, over under a 45-and-a-half. This, it was, I Christian, I do kind of agree with your note about how this game, it's kind of surprising this wasn't flex this Sunday night, but the Package 49ers game is also a very good game. So they, they really had two to work with. I mean, other than they could have flexed Miami-Cleveland. I mean, that, that was a possibility. too. <laughs> I'm not saying, Dude, I'm just they saying. They can't do that. People would be dead by game time at Cleveland. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Hey, man, they weren't dead against the Rams. <laughs> they should have been. Browns were. Ooh, jeez. Anyway, um, so Zeke got back on track last week. Uh, obviously a much tougher matchup on the road in New England. I'm going to be honest. We talked about it on Monday. I'm really, really scared for all of the Cowboys' weapons in this game. I mean, I'm going to talk about Michael Gallup later. Cooper is a little bit banged up, but it does sound like he's going to play. You're probably still starting Zeke and Cooper if you have them, but I'd probably shy away from Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, Jason Witten. I, I, I don't want to play those guys. I disagree. I think you shy away from Amari if he plays and Gallup if he doesn't. And I think someone they're going to be able to move the ball. The Cowboys have a really good offense. And as great as the Patriots are against the pass, they're great against the run. Um, I think that even if they take away their first option, someone like Randall Cobb is going to have 100 yards receiving. And it's going to blow our minds because we aren't going to expect it. But I, I really do think that that is in the realm of possibility this week. And I agree with you that I'm scared for that because I feel bad suggesting that Randall Cobb be put in someone's lineup. Gross. <laughs> Especially after you just pretty much dug a grave for him two weeks ago. Literally. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I don't, I see Dak as more of a high end QB too. Um, I, I think if you're in a one QB league and there's a, there's like a Josh Allen or, um, even like a Carson Wentz, I would probably be okay starting Wentz over Dak. It's it's close for me because I do think it's going to be kind of like the one of the Jameis days where he does have turnovers but still can have a good day. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not quite sure how it shakes out. I think I still had him as QB one. Uh, I don't think I really can say he's not going to be after how he's been playing the last few weeks. Yeah, for the Patriots, uh, the name Sonny Michelle, James White, and Rex Burkhead make me sad. But you're is White probably the guy you'd be starting out of those three? Probably. I mean, he's kind of he's consistent. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. And for the receivers, I, I, I do think Sony can have a good day just from touchdowns. But I think, yeah, I think he finds the end zone. And, I, and obviously, with him this year, if he finds the end zone, you're okay with playing him. If he doesn't, then you're disappointed because he's not going to get 80, 90 yards. Um, doesn't sound like Mohamed Sanu is going to play in this one. Sounds like he's going to miss multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain. Philip Dorsett is still in concussion protocol. They're hopeful that he's going to be cleared, but I don't see it. Was that a new injury, breaking news or something? No, they're, they they kind of downgraded it when it came out, but the last I heard is they, they think Sanu can miss multiple weeks. Damn. Yeah. I didn't know Cause that. Because he, well. le- he, left, he left the game last week against the Eagles. Yeah. And he and didn't they, come back. They did just put their uh, former returner on uh, IR to bring back the starting left tackle. Who, so, Slater? No, no, no. Uh, it's uh, the, the small white up. guy. I can't think of his name right now. I knew he was white. Jesus, boys, <laughs> I can't think of his on. name. I'm sorry. It's a really long last name, too. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. It's, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. That was their move. They designated him to IR for win. And mm-hmm. so they're Which really going to help the running game a little bit. Yeah. It's gonna, it, that running game is going to be a lot better this week. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't really matter against Dallas, who has a pretty good run defense. Yeah, I don't. Nikhil Harry is probably the name that people are going to to turn to if if Sanu and Dorsett are both out. I think it's more I, likely James White. Yeah, no, he could definitely catch passes, but receiver wise, I think it'd be Harry over Myers. I, I don't want I don't want to take the chance there. I mean, Harry's only playing in his second. It's just going to be his second career NFL game, so I'd stay away. Uh what do we think? Do the Patriots cover? No, I, I'm not confident saying cover just because it's a six and a half line. So, I mean, I think the Patriots win. I agree. I'll take the Cowboys to cover. Um, Patriots pull it out somehow. All right, let's move on to Sunday night. The game that was flexed was supposed to be a four o'clock, but it got moved to Sunday night. Do you guys know which game they switched out? Yes. Are you going to tell I, us? I expect you to I be Seahawks, Eagles. Uh, okay. Yeah. See Seahawks, Eagles. I don't know why you waited so long to tell us. I mean, well, I, I, I did keep that in suspense. Also, I don't know why that was flexed out. Like, I get the Packers and the Niners are yeah are good, but the Seahawks Eagles is still a good matchup. It was kind of weird. Record wise, record wise, I get it though. Ow, I just hit my foot. Um, <laughs> so Jimmy G has been on has been on a pretty good run, uh, especially. I mean, two of the last three weeks. I know they were both against Arizona. Um. Bingo. There are some, there is some streaming appeal to him, especially with Cousins and Mahomes on by. You can probably still find a better option though. Obviously, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Jones has been has started to become a weekly start. But what about Jamal Williams? This now, this is a really good 49ers run defense. I don't think I want to play Jamal Williams. I don't either. I am not. So no. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, and this is definitely a game to keep an eye on injury-wise. I'm not going to be going through my suit-ups this week, but Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, those are three really 
important weapons for San Francisco that are all questionable. Um, Kittle did say he's going to try to do everything he can to be out there. It's it's just so hard to wait for the Sunday night game for stuff like this. I think Debo plays because he did he was able to come back out even after injuring his shoulder. I don't know about Sanders. Um, that one does seem like it's truly up in the air. I think if you have another option in those scenarios, you start them over. Uh, you're obviously you obviously want to take a different tight end for Kittle, um, and then Sanders. I don't feel good about, but Debo to me plays, and then Tevin Coleman I think is a really good start this week, running back wise. I had him yeah. top ten. I think we were all pretty close. Let me take a look at the rankings here. Uh, yeah, we had we have him as uh, RB ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't think Breida plays. He hasn't practiced yet this week. I don't want to take a chance with Mostert. Um, I I think Coleman's going to get a lot of touches, especially if if Debo if if some combination of Kittle and Sanders and Debo are out. Jeff Wilson game winning catch back to back weeks. <laughs> One snap. What do you think? I'm going to go the Packers go on the road and beat San Francisco. I'm going to stick with the home field advantage here. I don't. um, Packers for me, I guess. Are you taking them to win or to cover? Mm, Let me get my coin. Uh, I I think they'll win. I I think they win also. I was going to say, if you think just cover, I think this is more likely a push. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, all right, let's move on to Monday night here. The Baltimore Ravens, who are on a tear, go into Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Rams are a three and three point home underdog over under 46 and a half. Uh, the, our note here is Lamar still the QB one this week. I, I, I don't yes. know how you can say no. Yes. I get like, I get the matchup on the road, West Coast, but he, he has to be. Yeah, I would probably agree. Are you, and then, other than probably Gurley, because Gurley seems to me, now that he's kind of been more brought into the offense, he's a must-start every week still. Are you guys okay with starting anybody else in this game? Like Ingram, Andrews, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cook mm-hmm. should be back from concussion, Cooper Cup. So one of our buddies, Josh Dieter, he sent me his lineup yesterday and it had Cooper Cup on the bench in favor of James White. And I said, "Mm, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I didn't like saying it because I am a big Cooper Cup believer, but I just, I can't stand Jared Goff. And what I mean, whether whether Cup gets Humphrey or he gets Peters, it's not a good matchup either way. No, and and I think he will get Humphrey. most of the time, I, I man, I I think I'm just hitting the under and uh, yeah, not putting any of these. Guys this in may my not. Life. This may be a bad game to watch. It, yeah, I Ingram might be a decent play. I don't really think so, but maybe. I, I think Andrews is kind of matchup proof. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to catch four or five balls. Marquise Brown, talent-wise, is matchup proof, but I do think he kind of gets shut out in this game. So, I, mm-hmm. and the Rams, the oh, only one I Brown's gonna Brown's gonna draw Ramsey. Yeah, but he's still he's faster than Ramsey, is what I'm saying. Like Matt, talent-wise, he can beat him, but I still would pick Ramsey. Yeah, right. Um, Robert Woods did return to practice today. 
um, after being out for a personal issue. If he's back and they have all three of Cooks, Cup, and Woods healthy and ready to go, it's obviously going to help Jared Goff, but not to an extent where you trust him as a QB1. Uh, what do we think? Do the Rams cover or do the Ravens just roll through again? I think the Ravens mm. roll. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Uh, this, this one, this one's personally, this one's tough for me because I, I do think the the Ravens are due to come back down to earth at some point, and I can see it happening here. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take the, I'm taking the Rams to win. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So let's take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into our starts and sits for Week Twelve. All right. Welcome back to the cut. Let's get into our starts and sits of the week for Week Twelve. Starts and sits of the week. As always, we're going to start with the quarterback position. I'm going to go first. My quarterback start of the week is Jameis Winston. <laughs> I don't feel great about it, but Christian and I have talked about it in the past. Christian's more of a Jameis Winston believer for fantasy than I am. I'm rolling with them. While Atlanta's defense has been really good the past couple weeks, uh, last week was mainly the result of Kyle Allen not playing well. Um, and I know they shut down Drew Brees two weeks ago. They're still allowing 24 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think the Falcons are going to have to throw the ball a lot to win. And I think Tampa's going to have to be right there with them. Um, it's, it's really, really likely that Winston throws an INT or four. But I think you close your eyes, you put James Winston in your lineup, you open them after the game, and you realize he finishes top eight because that's what he does every single week. Yes. I I just want to pour one out for Jameis Winston because it's going to be a really sad day when he goes to the bench next year because he's not a good NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's just a really great fantasy quarterback, and we're not going to get these uh, up-and-down games of Jameis Winston anymore, and it's going to be a sad day in fantasy football. I think he gets I, – I agree. I think he can go somewhere else and he'll start, but then it, it'll be the same cycle. Great. Um, so, guys, do you remember who the, the QB1 was last week? The QB1 was uh, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Who did he play? Do you remember? Uh, no one, basically. It's a Dolphins joke. <laughs> uh, it is a Dolphins <laughs> joke. My quarterback start of the week is Baker Mayfield. The Dolphins are giving up an average of 25.6 fantasy points to opposing That's quarterbacks, crazy. which is absolutely insane. Uh, Baker has been very, very good lately. Last Thursday, he was very composed. Uh, he was very focused in. I think that the the incident with Miles Garrett is only going to focus him even more. The entire and team. I, oh yeah, exactly. And I think that Baker's a top three guy this week. And you didn't uh, didn't you have him as a QB one? I sure did. I had him as quarterback one, but I don't know why you had to mention that. That's why I said top three because I don't want to. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean that's exactly why we not, mentioned it. But that's not a cra- That's not a crazy thought. Uh, no, I mean, no, no, no. especially if, especially if the Rams game hits the under. Sure. For for Jackson. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah. I I mean, I I put that there with slight confidence, but I do think Baker has a great day. No, you can start him. All right. Well, I had a tough time kind of deciding between Driscoll and Darnold, but I went with Darnold. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit biased in my picks last week, but uh, 
coming off a few great weeks here. He goes up against the Raiders, who have a pretty bad secondary. Their pass rush has been good lately, and that's my only worry, is that his terrible line doesn't allow him to get a lot of yards. But the Raiders aren't the Patriots. They're not going to completely take him out of the game. Like wait, 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 wait. The Raiders uh, aren't the Patriots? I don't know, Sean. Are you going to cut me off again? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the Raiders aren't the Patriots, but they have been playing great. They actually have been playing better than the Patriots on defense lately. And I'm just going to roll with him being able to dump it between Crowder, Griffin, and Bell in the worst-case scenarios. And he has looked good. I, I'm not sure if we're going to get another four-touchdown performance, but I don't see why it's not possible. I know I had him ranked highly this week. I, I do think he gets that QB 12 of the week kind of kind of play. Yeah, I had him at quarterback nine, so yeah, I'm with you. I had him a little bit lower, but I, I can definitely see. I, I, I mean, I talked about it. I had him at 15, but I definitely see where it comes from. All right, let's move into running backs. Uh, my guy this week is Jalen Samuels, and obviously this is on the back of James Conner not playing, which I don't think he does. He hasn't practiced at all this week, um, and he re-injured his shoulder when he did play last week against the Browns, even though he was taking off the injury report. I definitely think they're going to be cautious with him. Uh, the Bengals are one defense that you want to take advantage of each and every week, no matter the position, except for quarterback when your quarterback is Mason Rudolph. Um, they've already given up six top 10 fantasy finishes to opposing running backs. Uh, I think Jalen Samuels is going to catch passes in this one as well as get the carries. I'm not really worried about Edmonds taking any work from him. So I think, I think Jalen Samuels is a great play against Cincinnati. I kind of agree. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just don't like taking many players from this game and saying I'm confident in it. Well, this and but, plus this is based on the fact that I do think he catches some passes and he can get if he has eight nine catches plus whatever yardage. I mean, you're looking at eighteen to twenty fancy points. Yeah, well, that's about as far as Mason Rudolph can throw. That accurately. is true. <laughs> Gross. All right. My running back is David Montgomery. A lot of people are saying to sit him this week. Uh, I don't really know on what basis. Uh, I think he's going to have a great week. The, the Giants aren't great against running backs. They're 21st overall, and most of that production is coming from rushing rather than passing work. Um, I think that Montgomery is, is definitely startable, and I think he's a high-end RB2 this week. I, I'm not as confident in this one, but I do see the reasoning. Yeah. I'm just not confident in this offense. That's my only. That's fair. Bears at home, though, I can see it. Yeah. I can. It, obviously, I think mine's a little bit recency bias, too. So, Trubisky's a little bit banged up. I doubt they're going to want him to throw a ton. <laughs> I doubt I, they want that anyway. I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, he came back one. from a shoulder injury through 50 times. Who, yeah, uh, that was pretty stupid. Who does want Mitch Trubisky to throw anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right. Well, my running back start of the week is Philip Lindsay. Uh, this has kind of been a committee that I've personally stayed away from in drafting and in DFS. But last week they came out and said Lindsay is going to pretty much be dominating the rushing touches. And he did. The coaches actually didn't lie for once. It's amazing. Uh, he doubled Freeman's touches on the ground, although Freeman did still have a decent day through the air. I'm going to trust against a Bills team where you pretty much have to run on him that he gets you that RB2 performance 
which is what you wanted when you drafted him. So I, I feel confident this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's really tough picking, picking that backfield every week because it seems like there's not really a lot of scenarios where both Freeman and Lindsay score a touchdown. And if you pick the right one who finds the end zone, then they end up having a pretty good day. But I, I can definitely see, I, I can see a scenario where Lindsay is the guy this week. All right, let's go on to wide receivers. My guy is, it's so funny. I just realized how much crap I just talked about Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and now <laughs> and my wide receiver started the week is Allen Robinson. But, but there's some backup for that. I, I don't trust Trubisky. I, I, I put that in my notes. I don't trust Trubisky. I do trust the matchup. The Giants are 29th in fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and I think Robinson has a huge bounce-back game while, and because he's been quiet the last couple of weeks. He's going up against Norris Jenkins, and that hasn't been the matchup really for the last like three seasons that people thought it would be. Like Norris Jenkins was once looked at as a good cornerback. Now that's not true. He doesn't scare me. The, I, I don't think the Jackrabbits any match for A-Rob in this game. All right. Sorry. I was reading something. Uh, Miles Garrett put out a statement. Yeah, I was reading that. Cool. I don't want to talk about it. Um, my wide receiver start is. Hey, Calvin thanks for Ridley. the feedback, guys. Sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. You're, we, no, you're fine. Both of us were <laughs> I don't reading think I that want... statement, too. That's the worst part. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want the feedback. So, Christian, just go into yours. Yeah. So, let me. Okay. Here's your, here's your feedback. I was going to put Allen Robinson in here. All right. And that's then all I, I thought. I was not. And, that's all I do. Well, Keep going. <laughs> I can't put David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. Yeah, but anyway, my wide receiver start is Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Um, pretty, there's pretty obvious. Yeah. But there's every reason to doubt Ridley. He's <clears throat> been pretty up and down apart from his performance last week. But we really haven't seen what this offense can do without Sanu until last week. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, against Tampa Bay, I think he is a smash play. Wow, I am just on a freaking roll. Um, you didn't think, even try that, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. 100% did not. Um, I think Julio is going to be Julio again. I don't think he's going to get shut down. Yeah, probably. But really, really probably not going to go ape shit like he did last week, but I still believe he is a low-end wide receiver one this week. Yeah, I mean, I hammered it before that they're going to have to throw the ball to win. They're not going to be able to run. And it's it's all going to be on Ryan and the receivers. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So <laughs> I almost went Crowder for mine, but I thought it was too much <laughs> Jets. Uh, so I went you with Tyrell. You're not going with the stack? No, like not the, a tri- like stack. not the triple stack. I couldn't do the triple stack. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yep. Not a Wendy's hamburger. Uh, I, I yeah. maybe. Yes, it is. I, no. I uh, yeah. Yes, it is. Well then, either way, <laughs> I went with the other side of that game with Tyrell Williams, mainly because I do think he's finally looked healthy again, and I do trust him to, even if he only gets three or four catches, he can still put up wide receiver two numbers. I do think he gets a touchdown this week, and that is mainly why I wanted him. And I just trust it. I, I do think Carr has two touchdowns this week, and they can't all go to Waller. <laughs> And they can't all go to Moreau. Besides so, you. So I'm going to – well, it's the stats. Is he only throws the tight ends apparently yeah. in the red zone. But I'm, I'm going to pick a, 
like a 50 yard touchdown to Williams. Yeah. And I mean, one of those, and he's a top 24 receiver. Yep. He's got that potential. And uh, I mean, we talked about that. We think Derek Carr is a QB one and Williams is healthy again. So this is fair. Plus that Jets defense stinks, man. Yeah. All right. Let's do tight ends here. Uh, mine's Dallas Goddard. I don't want to take the easy way out and pick Ertz, which you absolutely, under any circumstance, start this week. So I'm going to go with Goddard and the enticing matchup against the Seahawks still. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to need to throw to somebody, uh, not name Zach. Goddard's snap counts have gone up the past three weeks, 75%, 79%, and 81% last week, and he scored in three of the past four. Streaming tight ends at this point in the season is all about touchdowns, and I can definitely see a scenario where Goddard and Ertz both finish top five. So Dallas can can be the lone star in this matchup. Yeah, I love it. I I love Dallas Goddard in terms of uh, a dynasty uh, uh, target. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, like like I said a couple weeks ago, I think Ertz is on the downtrend. Um, my tight end is Mike Gesicki. I already talked about him a little bit. Uh, I am taking quite a shot here. The Browns are 18th in the league against opposing tight ends. They're only giving up seven fantasy points per game. That just kind of shows you how bad the tight end landscape is. But I think that the the corners in, in Cleveland are healthy. They're playing well. And I think that's going to knock uh, Devontae Parker down a bit for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that Miami's going to have to throw to get back in this game. And Mike Gesicki's going to be the one guy they don't pay attention to. So. Uh, I, I'm picking him as a, a low-end, streamable tight end. Uh, I actually had him like in my top five. I did say that earlier, but uh, I, I want to be safe and not not go no. I mean, go crazy with it. I mean, if you think about it, if when you get past when you get past Waller, Ertz, Kittle, Kelsey when he's Kittle when he's active, Kelsey when he plays, you're throwing paper towels at a, at a wall and and seeing which one sticks. Yeah, that's not Evan Ingram. That's basically what it is with tight ends. And not this next guy. Yeah, not this next guy either. Wow. <laughs> just wow. I was just about to give you a compliment, but no, no. Uh, I do, I was, like you said, you said the corners are healthy. The safeties for the Browns are not, however. So I do think this is a good choice just because that's predominantly who's going to be covering like at least the streak routes and any corner or post or tight end. So I, I do think it has a good shot this week to be a tight end one, at least. I don't know about top five because I think my guy hits that. And uh, I talked about it earlier. I'm going with the stack with Darnold of Ryan Griffin. Like, I know he's probably a lot of people's must start anyways. Just let me have it. I, I called it. It got us, got us some good points last week in DFS. I'm not chasing the points. This is a pattern with Darnold. He likes throwing to his tight end. And without Herndon, Griffin's the lone guy left. Yeah, I'll say it again. Thanks for nothing, Chris Herndon. Yeah, he is awful (laughs) with these injuries. (laughs) But Griffin has looked good this year. He's looked fully healthy, and he looks to have a connection with Darnold. And I'm going to trust it against a Raiders defense that usually gives up points to the tight ends. Yep, yep. Really no arguing with you there. Like I said, this is all just gross, and it makes me sad. All right, let's get into our sits. Um, I'll do my first one. Uh, It's Michael Gallup. I talked about it a little bit ago. 
it, it doesn't feel good sitting Gallup after two pretty productive weeks, but neither does going up against Patriots defense. Uh, Cooper is most likely going to draw the attention of Stephon Gilmore if that's if Cooper's out there, which I think he is. But Gallup is still going to be uh, going up against one of the McCordy twins. I can't tell you which one because it's impossible to tell you which one is which. But the Patriots are only allowing 10 fantasy points per game to all like all opposing wide receivers, not just like one, the wide receiver one, all opposing wide receivers, only 10 points per game. And the only wide receiver to score against them this season was Golden Tate on a broken play on Thursday night. I'll tell you what, boys, I'd saddle Gallup in the stable for this daunting matchup. Gross, dude. Stop. <laughs> my that one so was so easy. Oh, my God. My first hit is Jimmy Garoppolo. The Packers are giving up an average of 15.6 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, which isn't bad, but uh, it's not really good either for those quarterbacks. Jimmy G has only really popped against really bad teams. His best games this year against Arizona twice and Cincinnati. I think that he's a mid quarterback two this week. If you have him in a two quarterback format, don't listen to the word I'm saying. Like you can still probably start him and be comfortable with that. But in a standard size league, I think you have to sit him down um, and stream someone else. There's guys like Baker Mayfield on on waivers still. So that, take that as a as an example. I have a lot of questions, Christian. Number one, how dare you? Number two, that's a really that's a pretty good choice. Okay. All right then. Good questions. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So go to my first hit. Uh, I'm going back to the well after uh, going against better reasoning, and I'm saying Terry McLaurin basically for the rest of the year. Uh, okay. So I feel like McLaurin's been out of the show doc there, times. but. <laughs> I looked down at my show doc and it jumped six pages. I don't know what the heck just happened, but okay. Yeah. But Terry McLaurin, I I thought I had a good feeling in a good matchup last week with Haskins having time, the connection, you know, <laughs> it didn't work out. He's going against Slay this week. I'm not trusting that at all. So I was right. The last time I said, don't play against Slay. Dang it. I did that again. And uh, <laughs> I'm going with it oh again. God, this you're week. becoming me. Yeah, you're rubbing off on I us, really dude. typed in the show doc a different thing to make sure I didn't say that, too. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, are you done? Right. <laughs> yep. Are you done? Yep. I, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. Um, my other guy, it's Brian Hill. Talk about a disappointing waiver pickup last week, man. He had 15 carries for 30 yards. Now he gets to go up against the second best run defense for fantasy this season in Tampa Bay. Uh, I talked about it. Christian talked about it. I've, I've, I've hammered it today. The Falcons are going to need to throw to win. And I think that's going to take Hill out of it. I don't think he catches a lot of passes, but well, not, but, and um, he's not going to find any running room. So thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I do think that people are overreacting to that poor performance right out of the gate. I think that he can be flexible, <laughs> not flexible, but, but flex able. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I hate myself. Um, but <laughs> I think, Fun, guys. Yeah, I think you can put him in your flex yeah. starting next week. Not this week. Yeah. Well, not if Freeman's back. It, true. All right. It is my turn to pick multiple players. 
for our sits, and it is the Houston backfield. I know the game is about to freaking start. Yeah, come on, uh, <laughs> dude. This is the second week in a row with this. No, 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 no. I did that two weeks ago. Not- well, the two, yeah, it was the Chargers Thursday night game. So yeah, it, it yes. was two weeks ago. So I know the game is about to start, but we'll get this episode out to you quick. I promise. Um, I just wanted to pick multiple players, guys. I saw the opportunity and I ran with it. I like it. It's, it's a fair sit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the the Colts are really good against running backs. They average just twelve point six fantasy points uh, against to that position. Hyde's been good. Duke Johnson's been okay. I am definitely looking for other options this week. I would probably start the other running backs on the other side of the ball this week instead of these two. Yeah, I mean, the only problem is you just don't – you have no idea who's going to have the production. The only problem for our listeners is they haven't heard this before the game started. Oh. Well, I, our listeners hopefully are <laughs> smart enough to know that you really don't want to take a chance on any of those guys on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, my last sit, and it's, it's going to be Mark Ingram. I <laughs> I just don't trust him. He's been getting less and less touches pretty much. He's capped off at like that 15 touch mark. And I just can't believe against a pretty good defense against running backs that he's going to get more than the 50, 60 yards. And he basically got saved by two passing touchdowns last week. That's not going to (laughs) happen. So I'm just going to – I don't think you can fully – sit him in most scenarios but i don't have him anywhere and if i did i think i might play carlos Hyde over him i it'd be close for me i just don't trust ingram this week yeah i mean like you said ingram's the in, in, the reason ingram ended up with a good fantasy day was because of was obviously because of the receiving work i mean you look at his yard totals like even the past six weeks 48 34 115 46 52 44 then going back to week four, it was 71. So Ingram's not racking up a ton of yards or to that matter, a ton of carries. It, it, it's it's tough for him to have really good RB relevance when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson who's running the ball so much. So especially in this matchup on the road in LA, we both, we all think it's going to hit the under. So that's definitely, that's definitely a sit. All right. So that'll do it for our starts and six for week 12. Uh, let's get into, uh, one more segment that we're going to bring in. We're going to talk about a couple guys that we felt differently about this year than what's, what's come to play. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. All right. I'm going to start. I'm first going to say it's not Derrick Henry. And second, I'm going to say Tyler Lockett. My bad. I didn't think that the catch rate that you had last year with Russell Wilson was sustainable. I didn't. I really didn't think you had the size to be a top tier wide receiver. Even when you came out of Kansas State, you were definitely a very good college receiver. But I never saw it really in the pros. I thought losing Doug Baldwin was going to hurt. But you, he's. You've proved me wrong. He, Tyler Lockett has been an every week wide receiver one play, and I don't expect that to stop. When you got a guy like Russell Wilson throwing you the ball, it can always happen. So I was wrong about Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people wanted to downplay Lockett and Wilson coming into the season because Wilson's crazy uh, touchdown rate. I mean, maybe that's the new normal. Yeah. Maybe that's that's the normal for great quarterbacks now. Um, I want to say my bad to Lamar Jackson. You know, I'm pr- I, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I have uh, the balls to admit 
when I have messed up, unlike you two with Derrick Henry. It's because we haven't messed up yet. Six weeks. Well, let's no, it's okay. Uh, let's not make that about Derrick Henry. Um, in terms of what a traditional quarterback does, I stand by my initial takes <laughs> of Lamar Jackson. However, I don't think. Well, not however. I don't think that Lamar can lead a team back from down two scores with just his arm. The thing is, is he doesn't need just his arm. The dude's a freaking animal. He's a tank of a man. His rushing ability opens up the passing game. And I now believe that he's the clear MVP favorite over Russell Wilson, who I just talked about. I I really don't know how I could have missed this. I know a lot of people did. Lamar Jackson was going really late in drafts. But as someone who who is good at, at hot takes um, or likes to give a lot of them, I guess, I really missed on this one. And it doesn't really get much more mediocre than this. So uh, I guess pat on the back to stick into our brand. But also <laughs> my bad, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Hey, that's what that's what they come for. They come for the mediocre advice. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, my first one isn't really an apology to the players like yours two, where it's more <laughs> an apology to anyone to listen to me. Uh, and my player is Sony Michelle. I do yeah. want to say there is time to correct it a bit. Just a bit. But I was definitely wrong. I pegged him around the 14 to 18 range for running backs, still an RB2, but that was mainly based on my belief of 15 touchdowns this year, which, again, Brady with his sneaks and this line being hurt and the fullback being hurt has hindered this a lot. It still doesn't matter. I, sh- I shouldn't have been that high on the guy. I think it's uh, a lot of riding out the playoffs. But, again, there's still time to come somewhat correct this from RB32. But he's definitely not going to reach the 14th or 18th range. So if you listen to me on him, I'm sorry. But mainly, it's not really a problem because I probably drafted him anyway. So it's fine. It really didn't hurt anyone (laughs) besides me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that Tom Brady guy is very sneaky. So Pretty sneaky. Pretty sneaky. I mean, if if he gets those touchdowns, he's probably RB like 28. 20. No, I think it bumps him up quite a bit. Uh, it's 12 points, I think. I mean, it's not like that high. True. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to my second guy. My brother's going to feel pretty good about this one is because him and I had an argument about this early in the year. My bad, Matt Ryan. I didn't think you'd buck the trend. I mean, you look at since 2015, 14 points a game in 2015. Then it went up to 21. Then it went down to 14 in 2017. Then it went up to 22 in 18. I was expecting this to be another bad year. I, I, I didn't, to be honest with you, I thought the Falcons were going to be better than they were, which would have been the reverse for fantasy because I didn't think Matt Ryan would have to put up a bunch of points per game. But you have had to do that, Matt. So my bad. I didn't think that you'd come out of your spell, but you did. So that's on me. You get along with some of the guys down here. They're Panthers fans. And they love to trash Matt Ryan. Um, so maybe you wouldn't get along with them now that you're, you're saying my bad. But uh, speaking of Panthers, I want to talk about a guy that I don't know if I've trashed him much on here. I think I did early in the season. Um, 
and I, I trashed him to my friends. It was a guy I didn't want to touch in drafts. And it's Greg Olson. My bad. Um, I'm not sure why this is still true. I'm not sure why he is as good as he is. He's old. He should be over the hill. He looks as athletic as he ever has. I said that I wouldn't touch him as a top 15 guy, and he's right now sitting at uh, tight end eight or nine. He's clearly a tight end one, and I, I claim that that would never happen. Um, I know the guys down here will definitely love me admitting to this because I made a fool of myself uh, in the first couple weeks that I joined this league. So um, I am sorry to anyone who listened to me on Greg Olson. <laughs> well, I can't and really blame. <laughs> I, I don't want to blame you for thinking that way, but it is the tight end landscape. So Yeah, and that's what I failed to recognize. Yeah. All right, well, going into my last one, it is Austin Hooper, which uh, I think I'm definitely not the only one that was wrong here. I know me and Christian talked about him not even using Hooper in the one league this year and trying to draft another tight end in a keeper mm-hmm. league. But we were definitely wrong. I have said that he's probably going to be a tight end one always just because he has been, but there's no way I could have saw this. I mean, when he's been healthy with Matt Ryan, He's been top five every week. It, he's hey, been he was, great. He was the tight end one before his injury. Yeah. Uh, just props to him and his hard work in the offseason. I mean, he's definitely earned everything he's been told about himself this year. He's been great. Uh, there's not really much else to say. I was just wrong. I, I thought he'd be tight end 12 probably just because of, you know, tight ends. But he, yeah, he's gonna be top five even with injuries. <laughs> yeah, and if he played an entire season, he probably would finish as the, as the uh, tight end one. Yeah, really I, quick. Uh, isn't it crazy that there are two Falcons in here and the Falcons are still a shit team? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fantasy for you. The <laughs> yep. shit teams yeah, exactly. usually put up better fantasy numbers because they're throwing way too much. Yep. And I think I think it kind of Randy's point is kind of to mine is that we didn't think the Falcons would be as bad as they are. All right, so that's all for the My Bad segment. Thank you guys for listening to our apologies. And that'll do it for our Week 12 episode of The Cut. Boys, you guys got anything to add? Uh, Make sure you guys go look at our Consensus Week 12 rankings article that is up on our website. Uh, Some good stuff in there. Um, Give us some feedback. If you guys want more than 10 per position, if – you want us to just stop talking about tight ends because there's not much to say. Or if I'm you want to that. stop talking. Yeah, if you want <laughs> us to stop talking, uh, you can tell us we might not listen, but uh, we love the feedback. Also, <laughs> also uh, go Colts just because. I don't know. Just, just because of the cake stand celebration happen. last week. That's Yes, that is the reason. Yeah. Randy, anything? No. That's – uh, hopefully we get a better TFS episode out this week where I don't listen to Christian. That's going to be the kicker. Yeah, don't listen to me. <laughs> but I'll be there. All right. Well, you can't end better than that, boys. Yeah. As always, follow me on Twitter at sward underscore 12. Follow Christian on Twitter at 40 underscore Williams. And follow Randy at Randy underscore Hall 71. Follow us at the cut FFL. Uh, Good luck in week 12. 
Go win all your matchups. Go Browns on Sunday. I'm pumped to be in First Energy Stadium. For Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys Monday. We gone.